Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. This week's episode scratches the surface on one particular type of dopamine hangover, and one that is challenging society in a big way. In episodes past, you've heard me talk about the swipe economy and its impact on attention and the deficit therein. I'll likely revisit a few of those concepts in this episode while also hitting on a few new symptoms and side effects. When it comes to our smartphones, and I put that in quotes, the scene is something foreign to the past, but evolutionary in its own right. Many of us spend the better parts of our day swiping it with minimal immersion, resulting in a non-present, highly active processing pace that we're not able to keep up with. Unfortunately, it's beginning to be unconscious and habitual. Look around the tables of the next restaurant you're seated at. You'll see people gathered together with their heads looking down and their faces lit up. You'll see individuals in deeply founded relationships reliant upon this crutch to foster the time and space, fixated at best on something other than that moment. You'll see families that are torn apart by the device and not torn apart in their relationship, but torn apart in the moment that's theirs. I mentioned the word evolutionary earlier on in describing the scene. Ironically enough, our posture is even starting to digress and mimic our Neanderthal upbringing. When it comes to our brain, however, we are becoming more and more advanced in the way and speed at which we process multiple points of data. In a fairly recent study, Microsoft found that since the year 2000, or about when the mobile revolution began, the average attention span dropped from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. Good or bad, you decide. So what of this hangover I'm referring to? The dopamine hangover I reference is one of the mental fatigue and short-circuiting caused by the constancy of short-term engagement in our lives. As a society, we're addicted to our devices. While this statement isn't intended to be absolute, it is far-reaching and it's evidenced by the visible attachment we have to digital validation and confirmation. We seek validation in our outreach. We cling to and grasp for more. We check our devices as if they hold the nutrients essential to our existence. When we go without, the crave to re-engage is evasive at best, leaving us lonely, agitated, anxious, and a physical unrest without its influence. We are living detached in an attached world. It's confusing. It's felt. It is damaging our existence as a species. 
It is impacting our contribution in the lives of those we love and serve, and more importantly, we are unsubstantiating our existence. In a moment of recent pause and reflection, I've also noticed something a bit disheartening. I've felt less mentally agile as I once was, noticing that my ability to focus and remain in the moment is waning. What was I noticing? What have I been paying attention to? It comes in all sorts of, of notions and forms and identities, but most particularly, it's the ease of forgetfulness. Did I lock my car? Okay, I just locked it five seconds ago, but why am I not remembering it that fast in that short term? The ease or the ability to go down a rabbit hole with massive diversion to not remember what I had started or began with. Having this shorter memory capacity to dictate what I had just heard from a recording or what did they just say. I find myself asking questions of somebody that I've already engaged with on the same topic. Without a calendar or a reminder system with backup reminders and other people, I wouldn't remember. So who was I letting down or who am I letting down when this happens? Everyone in my life, including myself. You've heard me discuss the word savor before. When we define the word savor, it's to taste or enjoy something completely, to appreciate fully. My friend Travis Anderson refers to it as eating the whole pie. Robin Sharma recently referenced some of the work by pioneers in the field of positive psychology, confirming that savoring life is a powerful ritual to boost happiness and performance. It's more than being present. It's a full capitulation to the now, with a heightened focus on the flavor and taste of this moment and all it has to offer. While we might be able to envision this and see the power of savoring life and all it has to offer, we are simultaneously witnessing our ability to do this dwindle right in the palm of our hand. What I am referring to is attention spam. I write and record this knowing full well that I have been seduced personally by the rampant and unchecked habit of the smartphone. While they provide massive value in our lives, we rely so heavily upon them for decision reminders, and sadly an hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second dopamine hit. Attention spam, what is it? We are living in and participating in a swipe economy of mass proportion. Why the word economy? Because we actively barter and exchange time and money in this chasm. We are losing our ability to focus on what matters most. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here, glad you're part of the community. If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift podcast. And make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations, and just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be Uh, in the loop on things that are upcoming and more updates on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. James Clear on the myth of multitasking said, yes, we are capable of doing two things at the same time. It is possible, for example, to watch TV, 
while cooking dinner or to answer an email while talking on the phone. What is impossible, however, is concentrating on two tasks at once. Multitasking forces your brain to switch back and forth very quickly from one task to another. This wouldn't be a big deal if the human brain could transition seamlessly from one job to the next, but it can't. Multitasking forces you to pay a mental price each time you interrupt one task and jump to another. In psychology terms, this mental price is called the switching cost. Switching cost is the disruption in performance that we experience when we switch our attention from one task to another. A 2003 study published in the International Journal of Information Management found that the typical person checks email once every five minutes and that on average it takes 64 seconds to resume the previous task after you checked your email. In other words, because of email alone, we typically waste one out of every six minutes. Think about the impact of that where email has become a thing of the past, text has become more readily available and more urgently responded to, and social media scanning and swiping, with a swipe sometimes happening in milliseconds. It's no wonder our brain is fried. So how do we reduce attention spam? I'd offer up five steps to help rearrange your environment and to create a new ecosystem for change. Number one, learn to solve for distraction. We have tools and resources. We have technology that can help us learn to solve for distraction. Use the Do Not Disturb feature. If you're working at your desk and you're on your laptop, you've got a Do Not Disturb feature that's built in that you can activate so that the chimes and the notifications and all those things that tend to jump up and we want to respond to, we can curb those. We can push those to the side. Protect your time. Be intense. This will be the second point. Protect your time. Be intentional. Schedule it. Pick your time, pick your day, schedule owners or high performers. Schedule blocks of time dedicated for review and posting or scheduling a block to check your email or your text messages or to take on a specific task. But protect your time. Be intentional about it. Number three, slow down. Stop multitasking. Be present in all spaces and places. Our brain has been conditioned to process everything we pay attention to. So pick a lane and pledge yourself to it. This concept of slowing down gives us an opportunity to process information in a time frame that's meant for us to process that information in. Slow down. Number four, honor the people in your life. You started the game, but you're not choosing the competitors. A sign of respect or a massive sign of disrespect. You get to choose. Ask for help. Let your plan be known and honor those that are important in your life. The fifth is savor every moment. Be aware. Breathe. Feel. Touch. Listen. Intentionally take it in. Journal it. Journal it as a backup reinforcement tool that allows you to express gratitude and irreverence for that moment. So those five tips were how to help us reduce attention spam. Now, how do we reduce the dopamine hangover, or work to eliminate it from our lives. As with any habit, we must find a design or design an environment where replacement strategies can thrive and find root in our lives. We must decide and choose today a new path, recognizing that the pain of the change may outweigh the pain of the present in the short term. So what now? I love this quote from a colleague and mentor and friend, Jeff Wilmore. 
He said, when given new information, I change my mind. What do you do? I think so often we become fixated or biased or or stuck and traditional in our thinking, allowing the future to manifest itself, sometimes unattached from our intentions. And we're afraid to change. We're afraid to change our mind. We're afraid to change those habits. We're afraid of the change or the possibilities of the future. And we don't want to see be seen by our peers or others changing our mind or changing our path. So back to Jeff Wilmore's quote, when given new information, I change my mind. What do you do? Let it be known right here and now that I will do better. I must. I challenge you to do the same. If this resonates and you see an opening for this sort of shift in your own life, I have no doubt that the rewards will far exceed that little dopamine hit we've learned to crave and rely on. In the end, I guess what I'm saying is when we are together, you and me, I want just that. No distractions. Space to savor all it has to offer. Hello, my name is Art. I am your brother, friend, and someone who cares deeply for your success. I'm grateful for you. Your value as a human being is infinite. It brings me great joy to be on this journey with you, learning by your side. I hope this coming week finds you more intentional with your time, more disconnected from your smartphone, with more time to truly savor what this life has to offer. There's music between the notes. If you'll give yourself the space to listen, dig in, find that best version of yourself, live in it, be that person, be on offense instead of constant defense. Check in on folks. Who should you text or call right now? Are you aware and present and keenly interested in their opportunities and your opportunities with them? Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor 